0: Welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with theindicast.com. My name is Abhishek and this cover package is about India's best employers. What separates them from the rest? How does it reflect in the company's performance? And a lot more. Joining me to talk about all of this is uh, Forbes India's Monica Batija who has anchored this issue. Hi, Monica. Very good morning to you. Hi, Abhishek. Good morning. Monica, This I'm going to start with a very uh, cliched question is that what separates in these times a good employer from the top top employers. In fact, the other way around, what separates the top top employers from a regularly decent and a good employer?
1: Specific to our uh, pandemic sort of situation that we had and like general the way they have uh, sort of coped with everything. I think the best employers this year have shown a lot of agility. They've put well-being first and all this has translated into good business for them also like uh, we've had some challenging situations where we had work from home then we started coming back then they had to go back again with the second wave the third wave so people who who had like all these things in place who knew that okay we have 100% attendance but we're going back again to whatever and who reacted quickly to this keeping well-being and everything first without i think those are the people who have really shown in this, uh, Package,
0: yeah. and, and you've written one on Nippon uh, Life Insurance where uh, employee well-being is at the heart of uh, their company's HR policies and it gets implemented down the line as well. The average tenure of an employee in that outfit is about six and a half years, which I believe is high in that industry. So what is it that they're doing right at Nippon when you spoke to their top management and uh, a few other folks from that outfit?
1: They have employee well-being as one of their business responsibilities. That means it is codified into policy and everything. Mm. Their culture is very different and they have, I mean, the CEO has been with the company for 18 years. The CHRO has been with the company for about 15, 16 years. So there's a lot of stability and There's a lot of internal growth opportunities, which is what attracts people to the company. So they stay, yeah, which is one of the things that really stands out in that company.
0: And it's not about those uh, celebrating birthdays with cutting cakes on a Friday where folks have events, virtual or physical. These companies that you profiled go a a lot beyond that. If you could share a couple of examples of what you found, uh, some of the companies doing some interesting things.
1: Like for Nippon, for instance, they... The CEO actually showed me messages from his staff, like who messages a CEO about buying a new watch or something, you know. But <laughs> this is the kind right. of picture they have where, you know, you can, you're can you sharing your goals and your achievements. Yes, I did this. I, I closed this deal or whatever. But you're sharing, oh, I bought a new car. I bought a new house. Sending pictures of that on WhatsApp, which is a comfort factor, right? It doesn't come through where you're very formal. Then there are similar companies which do this, you know, which have a very open sort of uh, policy where like say tata ai they have a program called cheer which you know because you're not meeting physically you're not meeting at the water cooler you're not you know physical meetings are out so they it's called cheer and it, it is to cope with missing physical workplace so it stands for come here enjoy engage reward and succeed you know so it's not just meeting for birthdays or something which is anyway not possible in a virtual world Yeah, and everybody obviously had uh, things put in place for like mental wellness, emotional challenges because people had anxiety and everything. So yeah,
0: that's the key, isn't it? Meaning they didn't have too much time to prepare and then when the reality set in, they already had the relevant human machinery, whether it's a counselor or a psychiatrist in some cases who would be open. Uh, to talk to employees. Is is that what separates? You mentioned agility at the start and it's not just about getting sales and meeting the bottom line or getting those margins, but it's also this human part of it, which was probably more important than anything else because at the end, it it is these employees who will bring in those uh, profits and sales.
1: Correct. So if you just put in place sort of like, anyway, every company sort of did medical insurance that covered everything, you know, all companies did that. All companies did, you know, like, membership or whatever but there are people who just said okay you don't worry about this we've got your back like DHL for instance because they had a lot of frontline workers they didn't cut salaries they didn't do layoffs anything they in fact gave a COVID bonus you know and people who okay if you have any emergency if there is any exigency by chance somebody died or something they just put in place stuff like okay we will give you 20 lakhs no questions asked or up to one crore in the case of one company, in fact.
0: Right, that was, I think, Bajaj uh, Allianz, where uh, they said that em- families of employees who succumb to COVID can yeah. receive or will receive up to one crore compensation. Education
1: their kids and things. So then you, you you know that, okay, A, your job is not on the line, B, you know, you're doing your best, and they've got your back, basically.
0: And what interested me was that, uh, you know, some companies like Bajaj Allianz, for instance, in addition to those uh, Compensations and the uh, you know also two lakh rupees per annum for two children up to graduation. This is this is from the monetary standpoint, but also, for instance, lights off policy for mothers between one and two in the afternoon and after six thirty pm. Uh, yes. These are little things which look good on paper, but if so, a company is actually implementing them, so it's a matter of not calling that employee because you know that she is a mom between 1 and 2 2 p.m. in a Zoom call, which means others have to reschedule their appointment based on certain policies. So how do these guys implement these on ground? What is the rigor? It's very easy for the CHRO to just declare something, but then they actually get down to doing it.
1: Yes, correct. Yeah, so they have managed to do this somehow or the other because they are being strict about it
0: and so in other words, the, the role of the top management as such, meaning the HR and the CXOs, it's, it's important, isn't it? Then in driving this, it's a change. People aren't uh, uh, or weren't used to some of these uh, sudden changes in the way people work. So it, it comes down to how it is driven from the top or is it more like it's a hit and miss? So you learn as you go along.
1: It be the same even for CXO because it was a new thing that happened. But, you know, that's what separates them, right? They, they take that as a challenge and they figure what is going to come next and it just comes from their own people will be reaching out like some people told me that uh, they had CEO, CEOs and whatever calling staff you know themselves not once not twice but three times this is possible in smaller companies obviously where you know you have a connection with everybody but yeah that that separates them right from the other there is a lot of employee engagement basically and this is another interesting fact that India's employee engagement was far higher than the global averages. That is what Kincentric sort of found in the study.
0: Ah, So let's talk about the methodology itself. How did you guys go about it and what were some of the key findings?
1: So uh, this is a study that is done uh, in association. I mean, Kincentric does the study of the best employers. Mm -hmm. So they have a very rigorous process where they sort of do audits. They sit down with the the companies and then they speak to employees. So that is what they found that productivity levels have in fact been up. You know, there's a misconception that people are slacking from home. People are working, working, we don't know. But in fact, productivity levels were higher in these companies. That obviously had a lot to do with the agility, the leadership, who was passionate about building a better future rather than, you know, going back to how things were. Next step is like, how do we, where do we go from here? Do we go back to the way things were? Or have we learned something and we incorporate it into our, the way we are going to work in the future? It is these companies that have really put in place policies that take the best of both worlds, so to speak.
0: Thank you very much, Monica. On that note, uh, we can wrap this one up. And uh, of course, there are a bunch of stories in there that I did not have the chance to talk about. But urging all readers to pick this one up and uh, read it over a weekend. Uh, it's, it's not a pegged piece. People can resonate it more by looking into their own outfits. And what is it that they are doing? And uh, and it's a it's a good yardstick to measure one's own company with. Perhaps once uh, you go through all these uh, stories. Thank you again, Monica.
1: Thank you, Abhishek. Thanks.
0: Thank you, and all your listeners. You know where to find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google Podcasts, or any other app that you download your podcast. Uh, Uh, or consume your content with and on forbesindia.com. And to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, message Forbes to 51818. (music)